As the Rector of St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, may I welcome you to this podcast. We have been offering these online services for you every week since the first lockdown began back in March 2020, and we shall continue to do so, particularly since the guidelines relating to live services can still change at short notice. Each service combines archive recordings of our choir and congregational singing with newly recorded readings, intercessions and sermons. Whatever happens, we would like you to know that we keep a candle burning before the altar here every day as a sign of hope, and we give thanks for you all. May the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. Simeon said to Mary, Behold, this child is set for the falling and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is spoken against, and a sword will pierce your own soul also. very warm welcome to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist as we celebrate today the presentation of Christ in the temple, the Feast of Candlemas. Wherever you are in the world and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. We begin now with our opening prayer. Let us pray. We say together, Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the words of our Saviour Jesus Christ. 
I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me shall never walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Let us therefore bring our sins into his light and confess them in penitence and faith. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We stand for the glory.
almighty and ever-living God, clothed in majesty, whose beloved Son was this day presented in the temple in substance of our flesh. Grant that we may be presented to you with pure and clean hearts by your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading is taken from Malachi chapter 3, beginning at the first verse. Behold, I send my messenger to prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi, and refine them like gold and silver, till they present right offerings to the Lord. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord, as in the days of old and as in former years. Then I will draw near to you for judgment. I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, against those who swear falsely, against those who oppress the hireling in his wages, the widow and the orphan, against those who thrust aside the sojourner, and do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The epistle is taken from Paul's letter to the Hebrews, chapter 2, beginning at the 14th verse. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same nature, that through death he might destroy him who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong bondage. For surely it is not with angels that he is concerned, but with the descendants of Abraham. Therefore he had to be made like his brethren in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God, to make expiation for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered and been tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, Every male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now 
there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And, inspired by the Spirit, he came into the temple, and, when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to thy people Israel. And his father and his mother marvelled at what was said about him, and Simeon blessed them, and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is spoken against, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that thoughts out of many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years from her virginity, and as a widow till she was eighty-four. She did not depart from the temple, worshipping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she gave thanks to God and spoke of him to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favour of God was upon him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. The spiritual exercises of Ignatius of Loyola, the 16th century saint, encourage us to imagine ourselves present in the gospel stories, to allow the events of Jesus's life to be present to us. In prayerful contemplation, we can evoke the sights, sounds, tastes and smells. By losing ourselves in the story, we can notice the feelings and responses that they evoke. I was reminded of the spiritual exercises when preparing for this morning, when I came across a reflection written by Suzanne Guthrie, an author and priest in the United States Episcopalian Church that I'd like to share with you. She suggests imagining the presentation in the temple that we mark today as a short sacred opera for four voices. I have found it a very powerful idea, perhaps reflecting the nature of opera itself, which of course operates in such a way as to pause time and to explore the depth of emotion and experience in a moment. In the apocryphal tradition, Luke, the gospel writer, is not only a physician, but an artist. Suzanne Guthrie suggests that he might also be considered a musician because of the perfect balance of the four complementing and contrasting emotional voices in this story. The opera opens with the Holy Family in the busy market of the temple's outer courtyard. If we imagine a promenade performance, perhaps this takes place in the concert hall itself. From the theatre's usherette, 
Mary and Joseph purchase two doves before entering the temple. In Jewish tradition, the mother offered a sacrifice as an act of cleansing after giving birth. Mary makes the offering of the poor identified in Leviticus for those unable to afford a lamb. The act also resonates with the redemption of the firstborn son and dedication of the child to God as described in Exodus. The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me every firstborn male, the first offspring of every womb among the Israelites belongs to me. There is also an echo here of the dedication of Samuel after childless Hannah's prayer was answered. The lights dim and the courtyard fades as the family ascend the steps to the stage. They enter the dark, echoing temple, perhaps of beautifully proportioned pillars and arches, such as many Renaissance artists have imagined. Mary and Joseph enter this vast space with the infant and a flimsy cage for the doves. From the darkness beyond, we hear Simeon, a baritone perhaps, as he begins to sing of his longing for the consolation of Israel. Simeon, old, weary, reminds God of the promise that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. In a low light, he sings of the exertion it took to come to the temple this day. The streets felt uneven beneath him. The marketplace noises disorientating. He was forced to pause repeatedly as he ascended the temple stairs. He knows his faculties are failing. And now he waits in darkness like the Gentiles ready to die, but not yet fulfilled. I imagine the words of T.S. Eliot's poem, The Song of Simeon, might provide an appropriate libretto here. Lord, the Roman hyacinths are blooming in bowls, and the winter sun creeps by the snow hills. The stubborn season has made stand, my life is light, waiting for the death wind, like a feather on the back of my hand. Dust in sunlight and memory in corners, wait for the wind that chills towards the dead land. From the opposite side of the stage, Anna, a contralto, is now lit and she begins to sing her story of long widowhood and a life of ecstatic love for God, fasting and praying night and day in the temple. Then Anna and Simeon's voices blend in a duet that reflects on the longing of their souls. Simeon's attention is drawn by the temple's visitors. He steps from the crepuscular gloom as he realises the young couple's presence. Joseph, the tenor, is wary, protective. One apocryphal tradition has it that Mary had been raised in the temple, and when she had come of age, the authorities wanting to give her to a man of God vetted righteous men. Joseph had not wanted to marry, this story suggests, but as he entered the gathering, his staff miraculously blossomed like Aaron's and he was chosen to be the husband of Mary. Suzanne Guthrie imagines that here his staff blossoms again. We were brought together for this child, he sings, but what does this mean? Mary a soprano, 
sings of the sweet scent of the white flowers like apple blossoms in spring, and she recalls the day and the tender times of learning to accept one another. Their voices blend into another duet as they acknowledge the mystery of their lives together. Simeon now approaches. May I hold him? asks the old man. Mary and Joseph assent, and Simeon takes the child in his arms, tears streaming down his withered face. He sings the opera's climactic aria. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared in the face of all peoples, a light to reveal you to the nations and the glory of thy people Israel. He sings of life's fulfilment and his liberation. Anna steps out of the shadows to join them. The four voices merge in praising God. Lines from the Psalms and the prophets blend to create the text as the four sing from the depth of human experience of divine love. Finally, Simeon, overcome by the Spirit, prophesies, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is spoken against that thoughts out of many hearts may be revealed. And he sings to Mary in ominous tone, and a sword shall pierce thy own soul also. Anna and Joseph join in, that thoughts out of many hearts may be revealed. Mary, standing apart from the others, her voice the steady foundational note, as she sings, that she will ponder all this in her heart. I would invite you, if you are able this day, to imagine yourself present at our Lord's presentation, be this in operatic form or otherwise. My thanks to Suzanne. I suspect her suggestion will be useful for many of the St. Bride's congregation, given its musical talents and appreciation. I will close with words that she recalls from Origen, a very early and influential church father. Let us too stand in the temple and hold God's Son and embrace him, and that we may deserve leave to withdraw and start on our way towards a better land, let us pray to God, the all-powerful, and to the little Jesus himself, whom we so much want to speak to and hold in our arms. His are glory and power, now and always. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the priest. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten and not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. 
we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who, with the Father and the Son together, is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have promised to hear the prayers of those who ask in faith. Giving thanks for the knowledge of our salvation and in your divine light revealed to us through your Son, Jesus Christ, enable your church to be a true temple to the glory of Christ and a worthy witness of your love to the world. Praying for the wisdom, knowledge and strength of our clergy, supported and upheld by the courage and commitment of the people in these ever-changing and difficult times. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayers. As we pray for your world, a world rich in diversity of life, with an abundance of natural resources, yet overshadowed by the darkness of greed and power. Make your divine light shine upon all nations, that through Christ, who took our nature to be fully man, all might be saved. Praying especially for all aid workers, health workers, and security services across the world, as they endeavour to keep each one of us safe. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for this community of St. Brides, for Fleet Street and the City of London, for all who today join in worship from our homes. We pray for one another and for ourselves, that by your Spirit we may be that light to lighten the lives of others, that in that light your love might be revealed, wounds healed, new friendships made, and the light perpetuated. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all who are vulnerable at this time, for our elderly and sick, for our healthcare and frontline workers, for our key workers, for all who suffer stress and fatigue in these difficult times, and for all who are fighting the effects of the coronavirus. We pray their strength healing and hope for recovery. Bless and protect all who love and care for them and comfort those whose lives are drawing to a close. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We remember all who have passed this earthly life and now bathe in the light of your eternal kingdom giving thanks for family, friends, neighbours, colleagues, and all with whom we have shared our time, until we too will share that peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Will you please stand? In the tender mercy of our God, the day spring from on high has broken upon us to give light to those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. 
The peace of the Lord be always with you. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, 
fruit of the vine, and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, 
This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts, by faith, with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us.
Let us pray. Lord, you fulfilled the hope of Simeon and Anna, who lived to welcome the Messiah. May we, who have received these gifts beyond words, prepare to meet Christ Jesus when he comes to bring us eternal life. For he is alive and reigns now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. trust his promises and obey his will. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>